Hi. Hello. This is going to be a long one, so let's get right into it. It's Clash of the Titan. No, it's Complete Guide to Coholent, <laughs> and we're talking about M9, which is Face Shrine. We did it. We're finally here, folks. Uh, Face Shrine is a dungeon in this game. It's dungeon number six. Yes. Uh, it is the north... I don't know where I'm going with this. Let me let's just pull up my notes. Uh, the outside is similar, kind of similar to Southern Face Shrine. Uh, the dungeon entrance is submerged underground. Yes. And when you go on the side quest to get the face key, you put the key in the keyhole, which is also on this tile. And which the dun- looks weird. And the dungeon entrance like surfaces, and it's pretty rad. It's pretty rad. Um, I think. The, okay, so the architecture here is like there's armor statues, there's columns, there's the floor tiles, all of which is like the same visual style as Southern Face Shrine. They are referred to as Southern Face Shrine and Northern Face Shrine, and like this whole area is Face Shrine. Or Ancient area. Ruins in the. Well, that's what I'm getting to oh, is okay. in the Switch version, they say, oh, actually, up here is Face Shrine. Down there, what you used to call Southern Face Shrine is Ancient Ruins. That's bad. I think that's an incredible misstep. Nah, yeah, I'm with you. It's it's the Face Shrine area. It's so much cooler to be like, there's these two shrines that are connected. Uh, the music connects them in a really cool way. Yeah. Um, it feels like just having more continuity having it feel like a r- more real world right mm-hmm. yeah no i'm totally with you but and okay so let's say you don't want to have it be southern face shine anymore for reasons i cannot guess do not change the name of the area to ancient ruins yeah that's the cool. most generic s- stupid yeah that was a weird decision this I don't isn't get it. a Zelda ripoff. You can come up with a good name. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. So that's my problem I with the Switch version. I agree 100%. Anyway, so let's... Okay, we're going back in time. I'm looking at the map from <laughs> Zelda DX. All right. Uh, Face Shrine, my notes say, is a complicated dungeon, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it's a, a step ahead of... Uh, or a big step ahead from... Uh, catfish's maw yeah this is kind of where the dungeons really ramp things up absolutely um in a big way uh i have a note here i'm not sure what i consider the theme of this dungeon whereas a lot of the dungeons leading up have had pretty like tangible themes to me this one is very much just kind of a traditional zelda dungeon well i think it I think there's definitely a theme of lifting things. No, I mean that, but like as far as how sure I I mean. am a person that keeps wanting to prescribe these as like reasons these oh. places exist kind of a thing. Okay. Like this is just a dungeon. Yeah. Whereas other stuff, you know, like any like like I've gotten into before. Like it doesn't have okay. a, like if you were looking at a Wikipedia article or a wiki wikia article for this and they prescribed like a element to each dungeon, like there's not really an element here. It's just kind of dungeon. It's Pokemon uh, type is dungeon. Well, I think that like 
the I think the themes of lifting theme things and the theme of a face are kind of like they each take a little bit to discover, but I think they're both there. Uh, but I think sure. you're right. It's 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 somewhat more generic. But not. But that's not a problem either, though, because no. the fact is, like all the other dungeons you've been to are like behind a waterfall and it's all watery, or Catfish's Maw, which is kind of this sandy atoll in the middle of a of a bay uh or even like yeah like they all kind of feel like they had something going on and this is the first like no this is you're in the dungeon now yeah and that's cool so no no no, not a knock against it it's just okay this is where it kind of returns to form and you've got this very more loz style dungeon to some extent uh i'm realizing that it also um in in loz style is doesn't really have much in the way of large open areas uh, fewer, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It also brings back a classic LOZ enemy, the Wizrobe. Right, and are, I don't like them. They're terrible. They're the worst. They should only take... I When I was watching you on, in the randomizer, I was like, well, one or two arrows would take out each Wizrobe. No, it's like no, three arrows. It's like five. It's so many arrows. It f- takes forever to kill those Wizrobes. Yeah, they're terrible. But it turns out bombs are just way better. You just bomb them instead. But still... Okay. Um, yeah. What else do my notes say here? I had trouble, like, g- figuring out what order to do things in here, because it's kind of a nonlinear dungeon in some ex- to some extent. It, a, a little bit. I think that, um, you, you don't realize, like, if, if you analyze it carefully, I think that you kind of do the left half, and then you do the right half. That's how I ended up the most recent time I played it, yeah. It's very much... Go left, get everything you can, then go right, and then you should be good to go. Because the way to the... Uh, like, it is nonlinear in that uh, you there are a lot of ways open to you. Yeah, but right off the But the bat. way to the, uh, the dungeon item, the uh, upgraded power bracelet that you need, is pretty straightforward. Especially if you, if you know where it is, it feels, like, really simple to get it. So the most... The most recent playthrough I played was, well, shoot, I played it three times. I played this game three times this year now. The okay. first time I played before we even did this podcast was just like my, like, I just want to play that game again. Um, I had completely forgotten where the power bracelet was. Oh, sure. And then in retrospect, now that I've spent some hours overanalyzing this game, it's really obvious. They actually have, there's a trail that leads you directly to where you need to go to to do, do that. Yes. And that's kind of cool. And I just, I did not notice that most recently, or that time I played at the beginning of the year. Um, neat. Uh, I want to talk about, I should introduce, we, we, we briefly said that the music here uh, kind of touches on the Southern Face Shrine theme, but then goes its own direction. Yeah, yeah. And it's very good music. It's pretty good. Hi, it's me, Ryan, the editor of the podcast. Looks like Ryan and Zach didn't have anything interesting to say about the music in this dungeon. But you'd know who did have anything interesting to say? It was Jason Yu. So let me pull up that part of our conversation here. Um, we recently recorded the Face Shrine episode, and mm-hmm. we're able to talk only in very vague terms about uh the music there and how it is related to the music in um the southern face shrine yeah yeah 
Wait, the yeah. Dream Shrine. Or Dream, yeah, it's the, 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 the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's pretend we're in the middle of that <laughs> episode and uh, start talking about that, and I'll just put that in that episode. Oh, the Dream Shrine. Um, no, okay, the wait, Face so Shrine. The Face Shrine, oh. right? Well, they're all oh. related, right? Okay, so, I, I didn't know um, about this. Yeah. So again, this is something I cover in um, in my essay, but basically, like. When I started doing the analysis, like, the way I do the analysis is typically, like, I will listen for stuff, and then I'll listen to something, and I'll be like, okay, these dungeon facts are really interesting, so I'm going to transcribe all of them, basically, like, write them out, um, and then I then actually start doing the analysis. So I did that for all eight tracks, and then I started, you know, looking for the cave theme and different, you know, aspects of the cave theme in all of the tracks, and they're really obvious in the first five. But then, when you look at Dungeons 6, 7, and 8, I was like, oh shoot, I can't like find as many um, many of the same features. And I was like, shoot, I guess you know my original thesis is like not as strong as it I initially thought it would be. Um, but then the fact that they were the last three was really interesting to me. Because yes. um, you know, it wasn't like three scattered. There was the last three. So I figured maybe there's some sort of like narrative reason. So between Dungeon 5 and Dungeon 6, that's when you find out, that's when Link finds out that the island is like a dream, and if you, you know, wake the wind fish, then everything disappears, right? So that's like, that's when that revelation happens. Um, so now stepping back, there's this chord in this game that actually is in the first track of the game in Link's Awakening on the Game Boy. It's actually not in the <laughs> remake, which we could talk about later, but in that opening sequence where it shows, like, Link's bow getting hit by lightning. Um, there's a chord that plays at the end of that sequence, um, and it's like a it's a specific major minor chord. And um, sorry, it's a it's a minor major seventh chord. It's a pretty unusual sound. Um, and I think that's like the dream chord because that chord then comes back in the dream shrine. Okay. And then it also comes back in the face shrine and in the southern face shrine. So. I think like basically once you find out that the um, that everything is a dream, like then that dream chord sort of like takes over all of the music from there, like in the for each for each of the subsequent dungeons. Aha! This so, is such good stuff. Aren't you glad we got this guy on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so the, the 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 dream shrine, the dream chord is like four notes, right? So. It's a major, minor, major seventh chord. It's um, I don't know if this is transcribed, but uh, yeah, it's four four notes. Um, in the dream shrine, it plays that chord just repeatedly. In the southern face shrine, when you receive the revelation, it's those same four notes, but sort of broken out into like a repeating pattern, while the ballad of the windfish melody plays over it. So it's like a combined combination of the dream chord plus the, the ballad of the windfish. After that, when you go to the face shrine, it's the same sort of four notes in that repeating pattern in the same way that it was in the southern shrine, but like kind of um, blurred in a sort of way. Uh, oh, it's like repeated and of, like echoing in a weird way. Yeah, like what they did was they, they, because they have two separate uh, sound channels playing that same uh, repeated pattern, but they like offset them slightly so that there's like this blurriness effect. And then like 
they offset them for a bit, and then later on they sync them. So then suddenly it sounds louder, and that like ah. going in and out, going in and out of focus is how they get that sort of jaws effect that I described, where it's like there's like this swelling, uh, this constant like uh, I don't know, like a wave of building of tension and then release of tension, building of tension and release of tension. Cool. So that's that's the summary of the uh, yeah dream dream chord face shrine southern face shrine dream shrine they're all they're all related. Uh, from here on out, the dungeons are full of crystal switch shenanigans, mm-hmm. and this is a very prominent example of that. Uh, you talked about how you get the level two bracelet here. Uh, yes, I think um, it's kind of a sucky item. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's 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 a pretty. At this point, it's an established thing in the Zelda franchise that you get a lifty thing, and then at some point you will get a better lifty thing. Yeah, but it's not very satisfying as a dungeon item, because it doesn't let you actually like do anything new. Oh, I see. It like, lets... It's not a new action. Right. Yeah. It just lets you lift and up bigger things. Like the way it's applied. I think I said that like the theme of this dungeon besides face is lifting like picking stuff up and they implement that with like doors that you have to throw pots at uh, the horse things, which we'll get to. We'll get to the horse head things. But that's like you solve puzzles by picking things up. And then finally you get the boss key by throwing a pot at a chest and the mini boss you have to pick up his ball you know there's uh, the theme is picking stuff up mm-hmm. even the oh yeah i just realized dodongo snakes are all about picking up bombs to throw at them uh the boss you don't have arguably, to pick, you have to pick stuff up anyways you don't have to but like and here is not the worst example of that we'll get to that later other other dungeons uh <sighs> Uh, the, if, the, if there is a theme in here, then it's picking stuff up. Sure. And maybe that makes it a little weaker. Right. Uh, and But, like, it's not... That would be cool if, if this was... I mean, that would be a more satisfying theme if it w- this was the dungeon where you got the original power bracelet. And there was all this stuff to pick up. And you couldn't. And then you got the power bracelet. And now you can solve the puzzle where you throw a uh, pot at the door. Now you can deal with these horse heads. Uh, the uh, mini boss becomes, what's the mini boss in uh, bottle grotto? It's the high That doesn't involve picking stuff up, but the boss does, but you don't get, you the, see what I mean though, but you get, you fight, you fight the high before you get the bracelet. Anyway. Yeah. You're saying that a lot of these elements should have been transposed into bottle grotto. I think so. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair assessment. And um, I think that they should have come up with something more interesting than doing another power bracelet. Uh, I mean, video games take a lot of work, and I'm not going to begrudge them that okay. at all. Uh, you can also pick up those big elephant statues that we haven't talked about yet. Mm, There's big elephant cool. statues that are weird, and the whole thing is you can lift up an elephant, you're so strong now. And there's but no in actual... the original it says you can lift a whale, right? Oh, I don't know. Did they change that? That'd be funny. I think that the original said you could <laughs> feel like you could lift a whale with these things. That's and then funny. for the Switch version, they were like, you don't lift whales with them. 
what else is going on? Um, what you've got the exit to the uh, Rapids ride, which we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. Don't need to get into that. Um, I guess we can talk about the horse things. Let's talk. About, let's 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 break into these horse things. There, there are, are horse heads. Horse heads. Ugh. They're like chess knights. Oh, kind of. Yeah. Right. No. It's it's, it's it, that's yes. They're supposed to look like chess knights. Yeah, it's like a yeah, and so but they're lying lopsided on the floor. Yep, they're not straight up, so you have to lift them and throw them so that they're both straight up. So yeah, you can lift one and throw it, <laughs> and then it will land, and it will either land uh, completely upright or it will land on its side, and then you have to grab the other one and throw it. And see if that one lands up top or on its side. And then, and if they both, at, after you throw both of them, if they're both upright, then the puzzle is solved and the door opens or whatever. But if they're not both upright, you have to complete the process again. Because the one that if it, the one that started that you managed to get right will fall over. Yep. So you and can try again. Exactly. So you have to throw both of them. You have to make two throws every attempt, and it's a little so it's obnoxious. Basically dice. It's it's not a good puzzle. It's like it's a bad. It, puzzle. It's almost literally dice. Yeah. It's like here are some I, d- I guess D fours. They do they have two outcomes or I don't know what the odds are on these guys. I've not peeled that apart. I, um, but let's say it's coins, right? Sure. It's like okay, flip two heads in a row, or uh, try again. And keep going until you get it. It's just flipping coins until you get the right outcome. It's a bad puzzle. It's an it's yeah. a pure RNG puzzle. Um, it's not good, um, yep. and is one of the reasons I dislike this dungeon. Uh, not dislike this dungeon. It's one of the reasons this dungeon is not my favorite dungeon. Are there any other reasons that you uh, like this dungeon less than the other dungeons? I mean, it's that again. I don't feel like its theme is cohesive enough in. I, I don't know. It's a lot of that. It's a lot of the fact that it is very rambly and has... There's a lot of bombable walls that are not necessarily very obvious. Um, it, the crystal switch stuff never feels good. There are two bombable walls. I feel like that's and they're a both zillion. You bombing into the <laughs> eyes of the face. So they're pretty obvious. Oh, too. is that what's going on there? Oh, that's neat. Yeah. I didn't even put that together. See, you you bomb into that that eye to go uh, on your way to the power bracelet, and you bomb into the other eye to find, meet the mini boss. Why don't we talk about the mini boss? That's a good opportunity to talk about this guy whose name I forget. It's on my notes though. What's his name? His name is Rover. Oh, that's a cute one. Uh, he's this little like lump with an eyeball and a little antenna. Yeah. And he makes a cute sound. And he, he throws like a, dog. a giant orb at you. Oh, he does sound like a dog. Uh, that orb yeah, his gold... name is Rover. He's mm-hmm. like Bow Wow's. It's Dark Bow Wow. <gasps> it's, it's it's Poochie's evil twin. Uh, Poochie. Poochie. He ain't stupid. Oh. Okay. Um. Yeah, he throws this giant metal ball at you, and he can really wreck you if you're not paying attention. Uh, but the thing is, you can pick it up and throw it back at him. Uh, yeah. Again, more lifting stuff up. Um, and it's he's a I kind of like him as a mini boss. 
he's cute. It, it's it, it, it's it's cute. Um, it's difficult at first, but it when you learn how to manipulate him, you can stun lock him and just keep throwing the ball and then getting it all the rebound and then throwing it back at him, and that's very satisfying. In an alternate universe where this game was the popular one, uh, Rover has since gone on to become a famous mascot character for the Zelda franchise. And there's like a in in Zelda Party, there's a basketball mini game <laughs> where you're playing as Rover tossing baskets. <laughs> Let's get a Zelda Party game. That sounds great. It does sound good. Um, I'd play it. Uh, you know how Crypto the Necrodancer, Crypto the Necrodancer, that's what I call it. Um, that they were like, "Hey, can we make a Zelda? Can we? What, what was the, What was the process with that?" They uh, the the thing I read said that they approached them saying, "Hey, we want to do a Switch version. Can we put like a Zelda like dumb? Oh, can we have like Link be a playable character? No, I don't think I don't think it was that. I was like, we just want to put a bunch of like a dumb Zelda side thing in here." And apparently, oh, okay. like, Nintendo was like, what if you guys should just instead... make one of those games for us? Because that game's good. <laughs> oh, it's nice. So what if like... the Mario Party devs went to Nintendo and said, would it be OK if we put a Zelda thing in our game? And they said, hold on, who's... make Zelda get party. Who's making Mario Party these days? Is it back to Hudson? Uh, Mario Super Mario Party. Because the thing is, is Hudson was doing them for a while, and then it was some other company, and then I think it went back to Hudson. And back Hudson, to Hudson. Um, no, it is ND Cube. ND Cubes. Okay, ND Cube is back to making those. Um, if you want to talk about companies asking Nintendo to make franchises, Hudson approached Nintendo saying, "Hey, we liked Donkey Kong sixty four. Can we make one of those?" <laughs> and was promptly denied. <laughs> <laughs> Or at least nothing ever came out of that. It was like in an interview they mentioned like, yeah, we we, would, hey guys, we 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 make a Donkey Kong game. You guys should let us make a Donkey Kong game. And nothing. They ever... wanted to make something like Donkey Kong sixty four. That I think that's how that went down. I gotta go look Strange. that up again. But anyways. Uh, oh, actually, so uh, face shrine. Face shrine. <laughs> um, um, I don't care for the general. Dungeon. In general, well, okay. There's a few different things. Okay. That are kind like that go out of the realm of fairness again um and i'm generally okay with things like the the horse heads are a bad example but like the throwing a pot at the chest to get the boss key is like oh. something you haven't had to do okay yet i in the like game. that part yeah that is i think that's cute because they put a ton of pots around there. And you've already right. had to do that to open doors in this dungeon. Yeah. So I think that's a good puzzle. Uh, I don't think a good puzzle... Uh, okay, I don't like... Oh, it's not the most worst example, but it's got one of those tile rooms that you have to go through a lot where all the tiles hit you. And it's like, it's cute and clever, but it takes a long time. Yeah, that is kind of a bad idea to make it a room where you have to destroy like b defeat all the enemies mm -hmm. or get hit by all the uh, tiles to move on i think that that th those tile rooms are a lot better when they are attacking you on your way to something else or when yeah. you're trying to do something else ocarina of time does that and i it employs yeah. that to a lot of success where it's like it's not the main thing in the room it's just something going on while you're handling other stuff in the room yes and that's done really well 
Um, I don't like the right half of the dungeon in that there's two paths. Like, you get through that room we were just talking about, and then you got two paths in front of you, and if you go the wrong way first, you make it through a whole bunch of stuff and then get to a part where you need a key to progress. And that has happened to me every time I play this, where I go up oh. first and not right, and then I get all the way through, and it's like, oh, I can't do anything until I get a key. Now I have to go back and get that key, and blah, 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 and go all the way back through it again. That's too bad. I don't care for that so much. Um, uh, I don't know. It's not ultimately, I mean, it's not bad. It's just, it's not the, it's, it's, it's not the best dungeon. Okay, before we talk about the nightmare, okay, I'd like to talk about the room right before the nightmare. There are some, are they anti-fairies? Or are they, they're sparks. Yeah. Uh, that are going around uh, a bunch of lamps, and two of the torches are unlit. And if you light both the torches, then those sparks spontaneously turn into fairies. That is kind of cool, mm-hmm. but not what I want to talk about. Okay. In the room right before that, there are some pits. And there's a Beemos and there's a Wizrobe, but mercifully, it's a Wizrobe that you can knock down into one of those pits instead of having to actually fight it. If you look at those two tiles, the two tiles that you walk through on your way to the boss, do they not look like a face? I guess. Ah? Uh, like, there's eyes and a mouth. I mean, I could probably find a lot of faces in here if I'm looking for faces. There's well, a face in the rover room. There's a face in another tile room that I forgot was even in this game. Uh, I don't know. There's a face in that right there. I mean, symmetry can do a lot of things. Yeah, but that's eyes in the mouth. Mm. And it's on your way to Facade. Who is a face. Who is a face He's in a face. face Shrine. He's the face. He's I the don't the see, I, I honestly don't see a face in Rover's room. I don't see a face in that other uh, tile room. I can see faces everywhere. Uh, speaking of weird patterns, uh, and I am not giving this up. I think that's intentionally <laughs> a face. Uh, okay, in the room in the uh, western eye, the dark room sure. where you uh, are on your way to the power bracelet, what is going on in there? I mean, it looks like, uh, I don't know, like a... It, almost it looks, looks like a like a, a, a stick figure of yeah. an elephant man yeah. holding two torches. Right. Why? What's, I don't know. What? It's pretty cool. I do like that room. That's it, It's so bizarre. It's goofy in a way that I like. Um, it also brings to mind the excellent um, room with a map in it from the first dungeon in Oracle of Ages. This the, really looks yeah. like, to me, this looks almost like it's supposed to be a map. I, maybe this is just the designer needing to fill a room and drawing a thing and saying, that looks funny, ha huh? That's not how... Anyway. Anyways. Uh, okay. So, Facade. Facade is here. Is he the face of the face shrine? Or is he just taking the form of a face because he's in the face shrine? Facade huh. is the boss of this thing. He's literally a face in the ground. Yeah. And he says, hey, my weakness is... Whoops. 
I better not tell he says that he's not going to tell you what his weakness is he says look at did he say like look at my big mouth getting me in trouble or something like that yeah something like that in Japanese I guess he says my weakness is XXX like it's been censored uh-huh um and his weakness actually is it's bombs bombs um which isn't that difficult to figure out because uh, he doesn't have a hitbox otherwise yeah um he will toss so then here is a good part with the tiles where he'll toss tiles and pots in the room at you yeah 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 uh while you're running around trying to catch him and stuff and that's real good mm-hmm. and then when he runs out of those he will open holes up underneath of you which is also which is pretty also good. good yeah in the switch version the pots and tiles that he throws at you will uh move around the bombs that you tried to lay on his face it makes him a more difficult fight yeah um and like he is able to move around on the floor and so the like the holes will catch up with you and get your bombs and it's it's very well done i, I like the switch version of that yeah very it's a very much. it's a very complete version of that fight uh but he's but, not too tough you put bombs yeah. on his face uh he gives up he says you know what if you wake up the windfish everything on this island goes away and i do mean everything and then you go you get a heart and then you go to get the coral triangle which is i probably one of the easiest instruments of the sirens to fabricate for your cosplay <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh I, I don't know what else to say about it it's triangle yep is there anything else to say about this dungeon i don't know i don't think we ever i don't think we're going to come to a consensus i just think i wasn't we, planning to come to a consensus i thought we were, were we arguing a couple of episodes i forget uh i don't know it's a dungeon yeah it's fine yeah, I like I like it quite a bit. I, the the stuff that you don't like about it doesn't bother me as much. And tomorrow, oh, we'll talk about H seven. Oh, cool, 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 cool. 